Welcome to the Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Another encore show for you here on the Advertising Show. It's being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. Advertising Show is a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production. And for you this weekend, we have Jeff Klein, CEO of Cause Alliance Marketing. At Cause Alliance, Jeff designs and facilitates collaborative cause-related marketing programs, currently serves as president of the Conscious Capitalism Alliance and Conscious Capitalism, Inc. Sounds like an important organization, doesn't it? A great interview, too. Enjoy. Jeff Klein is with us today. Jeff is uh, a CEO of Cause Alliance Marketing. Jeff designs and facilitates collaborative cause-related marketing programs. He currently serves as president of the Conscious Capitalism Alliance and Conscious Capitalism, Inc. It's a nonprofit dedicated to liberating the entrepreneurial spirit for good, co-founded by uh, John Mackey, CEO of Whole Foods Market. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's pretty cool. Jeff was one of, by the, by the way, one of the visionaries and driving forces behind private music, the career of Yanni, where this year Yanni's actually going to get a last name, <laughs> Yanni Smith, uh, spinning and seeds of change, and has consulted for the Esleyan Institute, the National Geographic Society. Have to ask him. I've got a telescope from them. Uh, Global Giving, the Institute of Noetic Sciences, among others. Jeff wrote his new book. Working for good, making a difference while making a living to support conscious entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, leaders, and change agents at work. Yeah, California, he lives. That's a good place. San Rafael. It's working for good uh, is what we're talking about today here at the Advertising Show. Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, we've got um, so Jeff uh, for a few segments today, and we hope you stay with us here at the Advertising Show. It's being powered by Shipple.com and a marketing platform called Tendency. Check it out. It's S-C-H-I-P-U-L dot com. It's good stuff as we uh, roll into 2010 with a, a lot of great stuff for you here at the Advertising Show. We're glad you're here. We want to remind you as well to tell a friend about the Advertising Show. Back in just a minute with Jeff. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Stronger than dirt. Welcome back. As promised in The Advertising Show, it's Ray Shillins, Brad Forsyth, and our guest out of California, Jeff Klein, CEO of Cause Alliance Marketing and author of a brand new book called Working for Good. I like the sound of that. Jeff, it is a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for joining us today. Delighted to be with you. Thank you. Yeah, Jeff, to get us started, why don't you just uh, talk for a few minutes a little bit about your organization, Cause Alliance Marketing. Yes, well, as you uh, indicated in the introduction, I design and facilitate uh, marketing alliances that address social issues while they address the needs and objectives of program partners. So as an example, I'm doing a campaign right now for a company called One Natural Experience that produces coconut water. And coconut water happens to be a very healthy uh, product. Um, it's great for hydration and replenishment of electrolytes and potassium and other things. And we're educating 
mothers and pregnant women and healthcare practitioners about the, the benefits and bringing together uh, the one with uh, a nonprofit called Healthy Child, Healthy World and a couple marketing firms, uh, one called Pulse uh, Health and Wellness, another one publishes a magazine, and all coming together uh, to, uh, you know, to educate consumers and healthcare practitioners about the benefits of coconut water. Just a, you know, a current example of something I'm working on right now. Well, I must tell you, I've heard about the product. I saw it in my uh, local, uh, I don't want to call it health food store because that sounds dated, but, you know, the whole food, whole food type of store. And uh, and saw the product prominently uh, uh, there displayed, and had not and had read a few things as well. Had not heard about the product before. And the, the uh, cool part, it comes with a little uh, paper umbrella along with. No, them. that's the cocktail. That's <laughs> oh, that's the other one. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. that's right. So I'm curious, uh, Jeff. Do you always have a nonprofit tie-in when you put together your cause marketing efforts? Uh, that, that's a good question. Uh, it, it's not es- essential, but it's. Uh, it, typically, yes, because nonprofits tend to focus on the social issues and to be issue experts. And the extent to which a nonprofit is well developed and well established, they have credibility and relationships in the field, um, which uh, make the you know the campaign more effective. And nonprofits can benefit from an alliance with for-profit you know businesses uh, because the companies have resources and distribution channels, et cetera, that can spread the, the message out, as well as they have customers and employees and others who can join the campaign. So typically, uh, I- engaging partners from different sectors, nonprofit, for-profit, even government, uh, makes for a, more, a, a richer, fuller ecosystem, and everybody benefits from the process. Well, while we're on the subject, uh, any other uh, misconceptions about cause marketing you'd like to cover? Well, first of all, you know, what I do is a little different from typical cause marketing is I very specifically um, facilitate alliances. By definition, I'm going to find uh, more than one entity that's going to work together to address an issue. Secondly, uh, cause marketing can often be a, like corporate social responsibility, it can be a, uh, you know, greenwashing or somewhat superficial. I really look to um, facilitate programs that are core to a company's uh, purpose and mission and one that aligns with you know, what, why they're in business. Um, so, again, some cause marketing programs do that as well, but many do not. So is your organization, Cause Alliance Marketing, a for-profit or non-profit? Oh, it's a for-profit. Yeah. So what's your business model? you charge by the project, or how do you do that? Uh, you know, it depends on the on the project. If I'm if I'm working for a nonprofit, I'll have a retainer plus commissions. If I'm working for a corporation, uh, typically it's a retainer. Though the extent to which there are opportunities to engage other businesses, then it'll be a combination of uh, retainer and uh, commission. And commissions, you mean by media commissions, correct? No, no, I mean commissions on uh, bringing in other corporate partners. So if they've got somebody else who comes to the table with resources that expand the, the campaign, then I'll receive you know, a, either a commission or a bonus based on the level of resources that other partners are bringing to the table. I, I see what you mean. Your company conducted a survey a couple years ago, Jeff, and uh, found that over 90% of consumers found it important for companies to support cause and charity type uh, organizations. I'm curious, how do those numbers uh, hold up today, especially during a down economy? 
Well, well, first of all, I didn't do that research, but that research has been done. Um, the research has been done by uh, Cone Roper, Duke University, and others. And the research is holding up very well. The recent surveys post, you know, economic meltdown uh, hold very solid. Uh, consumers and employees essentially demand that companies do more than just deliver a quality product and service, but that they serve society in some other way. Very consistent, very solid. And you found that that hasn't waned any in current times? No, not at all. If anything, I'm find, finding more interest in that because it's a, it's a real differentiator. Um, well, first of all, the fact is people are demanding it. Yeah. And com companies are recognizing that they're demanding it. And another thing, you know, in my work with um, John Mackey and the Conscious Capitalism Alliance, and really studying the conscious business model and track record, uh, you look at companies that are purpose-driven, that are oriented to serving all of their stakeholders, which includes their customers, their employees, the communities they work in, their investors and their vendors, serving all of them. Uh, those companies are outperforming the S&P 500 and you know, com general companies in general. Um, you look at the... the um, uh, Fortune 100 best places to work, same thing. Those companies in that index outperform the market. So when companies are more conscious and when they are serving society very purposefully and explicitly, they, they, they perform better. Well, you know, uh, next segment, we're going to jump into your book and talk about what your motivation was behind writing the book and also some of the great information that both Ray and I found in the book. And I'd like to highly recommend anyone out there that you're thinking about uh, doing something that is more than just uh, turning a profit and getting a little better, more positive profile and participating in various causes. Uh, this this is uh, a wonderful read and uh, great advice. And We'll jump into that next segment. On the advertising show, Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth, and Jeff Bynum is here out of California. Back in just a minute. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is the advertising show. You worked too hard, you ate too much, the cheesecake made you greedy. Let your aching head and stomach hear this message from Old Speedy. Jeff Klein is with us this uh, weekend here at the Advertising Show. Jeff is the author of a brand new book called Working for Good, also the CEO of Cause Jeff, it's a pleasure to have you here at the Advertising Show. Thank you, and it it's good to be with you. It's uh, fun talking with you guys. Thanks. Well, uh, we're honored to have you, uh, Jeff. Uh, tell us, how did you and John Mackey get hooked up to uh, uh, develop the uh, Conscious Capitalism Alliance as well as the uh, Conscious Capitalism Inc. nonprofit? Yeah, well, John uh, started, uh, it started as an organization called Flow, um, and he started it with a, a guy named Michael Strong. And I had met Michael, and four years ago I was invited to a retreat at John's ranch and coming out of that retreat uh, John and Michael and their board asked me if I would uh, run the organization for them, build it with them. So I, I did that for four years. I just recently resigned to focus on uh, Cause Alliance Marketing and uh, a Working for Good Alliance in the building. But uh, So I worked with John for four years uh, and he's just a delight. Yeah, he's a great guy and a, a great example of uh, more than just uh, running a company. He's got a great way of a new way, uh, say a new, a different way of running a company and quite successful, I might add. Uh, share with us, Jeff, why did you decide to write a, uh, the book, Working for Good? 
Uh, well, thank you. I, I wrote the book because I'd spent, uh, you know, 20, 30 years building various businesses, and you referred to them in the opening from private music and Yanni's career and spinning and Seeds of Change, Chi Running and others, as, as well as my own uh, Causal Lines marketing early projects. And what I, I what found is people that have the aspiration to do good through business and many who have aspiration to do good through nonprofits, whatever, um, they're sometimes, often, their kind of mission, like, I'm going to do this, overshadows everything else, and the way that they take care of themselves or treat themselves and the way they treat each other doesn't quite fit up to the idea of making the world a better place. <laughs> you know, people trash each other, and... And I, and I really found that uh, they, people hadn't developed the awareness or the skill to really cultivate their, you know, themselves and each other and deep relationships that are respectful, that are purpose, purposeful. Uh, I also found that businesses focus too much on one thing, like traditionally on profit or, uh, you know, some, you know, socially motivated on their social mission and they disregarded the business aspects. So... People needed to have a more, call it holistic, uh, humanistic approach to doing business. And I also found, you know, companies that did focus on the people and focus on relationships ended up doing better and creating healthier businesses, you know, financially, in the marketplace, customer loyalties greater, employee loyalties better. So I reflected on, you know, all of my experience and all the things that I saw around me and said, okay, what are the kind of core lessons and core skills that I found are effective at building what we'll call a conscious business. So I did it in part for myself as well as to share my, you know, my, my lessons both uh, hard, and, hard and easy um, with others to, to perhaps facilitate uh, a, a quicker, easier path for, you know, young people coming up. And you've developed something called the conscious business model that you uh, outline in your book in, uh, early on. Can you kind of tick through that for us, please? Yeah, first of all, I won't take credit for uh, developing it. Um, uh, John uh, Mackey certainly has played a key role in that, but there are others um, who've uh, recognized this model. Uh, there's a book called Firms of Endearment by Raj Sisodia, David Wolf, and Jag Seth, which profiles 20-some companies that really follow this model. And the model is based on three core principles. The first one is purpose or deeper purpose. It recognizes that every business has a purpose beyond return on investment. And just to give you an example, Walmart, for instance, right? Walmart, at its inception and for most of its history, has been a purpose-driven company. Its purpose is to provide access to goods that people couldn't otherwise afford, right? Um, so its purpose isn't make the world a better place. It's provide access to goods. Southwest Airlines is another one with a very straightforward purpose. Democratize the airways, right? Give people access to fly. Yeah. Just as two, two clear examples, right? So one is recognizing that purpose and really organizing yourself around that purpose. Secondly, and this is somewhat related, is typically you think of, you know, the business, the purpose of business is business, it's return on investment, and the orientation of business is towards its stockholders or shareholders. Well, in the conscious business model, the orientation is to all of your stakeholders or all of your core stakeholders. So it's your customers, your team members or employees, your investors, your vendors, the communities you do business in, and even the environment, and recognizing that you have a, a, a opportunity and, and to some extent, a responsibility to create value for all of them. 
and to cultivate a harmony of interests rather than the you know, conflict of interests between them. And when you do, you can kind of look at it as an ecosystem or a garden. When you take care of you know, all of the elements in that system, the whole system is healthier. On that note, let's take a, take a break here on the Advertising Show. Our special guest out of California is Jeff Klein, CEO of Cause Alliance Marketing and author of a brand new book called Working for Good. Good stuff in the book, and we'll talk more about that here in just a minute on the Advertising Show. Armor hot dogs. What kinds of kids eat armor hot dogs? The Advertising Show and our special guest is Jeff Klein, CEO of Cause Alliance Marketing and author of Working for Good. Back with Jeff here. Good to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, you talk about social businesses in your in your book, and I'm curious, how is a social business, Jeff, any different from a profit-driven company that supports a social cause? Uh, that, that's a really good question, and, and there are uh, a couple different definitions for social business. Um, Muhammad Yunus, who uh, won the Nobel Peace Prize with Grameen Bank in 2006, defined a social business as a business that essentially doesn't generate profits for its shareholders. Um, I have a broader definition, or you know, I and others have a broader definition, which is a business that has integral to its existence serving society. Right. So as you, the way you define it, it's a business that's profit driven, and then it does it kind of gives something back. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is which is the current CSR model or corporate social responsibility model in response to customer demand or activist pressure or a sense of oh we better. Know, better balance out, you know, we've got to do some good to balance out the, what we're doing in business. A, a social business is one that recognizes that all business is social, right? It's pe- people coming together with a purpose and, um, and that they've, and a business exists in a social context, right? We exist in society. Like Adam Smith, when he wrote his, you know, his famous book, Wealth of Nations, he recognized that business in, in commerce exists in a social context and that within that social context if people are pursuing their own ends everyone will serve but there's morality and values that inform the way they interact with each other his was not a value neutral model right it was in the context of society and that then you know societies were smaller right you lived in communities you lived in towns so a social business is one that recognizes that hey, we have to pursue profit, we have to deliver value in our products and services, but we also exist in and of and for the society that gives us birth, so to speak. So does that, make, does that answer your question? Yeah, it, it sure does. And when you, as you describe uh, social business and you talk about uh, the morality behind the cause and so forth, I think about, and I want to get your take, uh, we've covered green marketing and and as you referred to i believe in the first segment greenwashing the the for those that may not be familiar just what it sounds like the tendency to want to take a green marketing effort and and leverage it in a way that is maybe not truly representative of what we know green marketing to be in the truest sense uh, what is your take on those that are out there trying to leverage green marketing in a way to better their company and maybe not fulfilling it from a moralistic standpoint? Well, first of all, we live in an age of transparency, right? And we live in an age, especially younger generations, that demand authenticity and honesty. So, end of the day, you know, what goes around comes around, and, you know, you can only hide so long. So, I think in the long run, uh, 
people that are taking advantage or telling stories or you you know you, leveraging as you say green marketing to make themselves look good it's going to show up at some point you're going to you're going to have to pay the piper at some point so what one of the things that I'm doing now with a group of colleagues is building a working for good collaborative that will facilitate companies to engage in in genuine service to society in ways that align with their core purpose and strategy and that allows them to transparently reveal what they're doing as well as to acknowledge what maybe they're not doing, you know, that they'd like to be doing, and to engage their stakeholders in an honest, transparent dialogue. So I think that's where we're heading. I think we're heading to a place where you've got to lay it out on the table and you've got to be coming from a real place or you're going to get found out. And, and ultimately, you know, you're not going to be creating the real value for society, and so you're not going to get the recognition anyway. You know, you can only, fireworks only last so long. Well, Jeff, as we begin a new year, any thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners as we're all looking for a positive start to 2010? Yeah, well, for me, it's always, uh, you know, find the, the voice, of uh, your purpose that's calling for you, calling for you in your job, in your, you know, if you're going to create something new, if you're going to take a step and and go for it. You know, say yes. Say yes. And when you say yes to that calling, you know, I'm going to stand for this. Man, put a big flag in the ground. And whatever comes, you know, uh, hold that flag in the ground. Because if you really stand for something, uh, you're going to have uh, others in the world are going to stand up for you. Uh, Jeff, the best of luck. Sell lots of books, all right? Thank you very much. Many thanks to uh, Jeff Klein for being our guest here on The Advertising Show, The Encore Show. Tell your friends about The Advertising Show. A lot of great stuff uh, on the web, and uh, for many, many years we've been doing this, having a lot of fun as well. The Advertising Show is being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show is powered by Tendency.com, a powerful web collaborative effort between The Advertising Show and Tendency. Check it out. At tendency.com. The advertising show is a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production, and we will talk to you again soon. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. IWantMedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications, and it's updated daily. Forbes says IWantMedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com.